Welcome to Reuse on Replay with the Reusable Packaging Association. I'm Tim Debus with RPA. Our podcast features experts and thought leaders from around the reusable transport packaging industry in a conversation about reuse systems for the distribution of goods in the supply chain. Our podcast guest is John DiPaolo, Chief Strategy Officer for Axis Inc. We get an introduction to Axis and the company's cloud platform providing end-to-end asset and inventory traceability across supply chains. And John and I discuss the benefits from this visibility, including the hidden values that are often discovered and realized from enlightening business operations. Reusable packaging products can be the vehicles in the information highway for distributing goods, and Access is a market leader in collecting, analyzing, and customizing location data to meet the needs of its customers. Thanks for listening. John DiPaolo, Chief Strategy Officer with Access, joins me today to discuss the hidden value of tracing your reusable packaging items and their contents at scale in the supply chain. John, welcome to RPA's Reuse on Replay podcast. Tim, thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, the, the integration of technology into reusable packaging systems, thereby creating smart and connected products like pallets, bins, containers, and racks, provides a vehicle for transitioning to digital commerce and offers tremendous new capabilities in supply chain performance and management. Uh, John, as a starter point, uh, can you introduce Axis and how your company participates in this space? Sure. Uh, Axis is you know a, a company that's been around for almost thirty years now, and and we got started, you know, in the manufacturing space um, with barcode data collection and, and kind of other forms of making things digital before it was in vogue to make things digital. Uh, and, you know, over the past five years or so, with the rise of returnable transport items and, and people starting to think about how they can optimize their supply chain processes, what we did was take a look at how can we apply technology uh, to returnable transport items um, and and track those you know through the supply chain you know for the benefit of our customers. Um, so we launched a new product line around that, uh, and you know we really try to take advantage of all different types of data carriers, you know barcode, RFID, uh, you know industrial IoT devices um, in order to be able to do that. Um, so you know the company you know really focuses around how can we turn the movement of product. Um, into transactions and and uh, you know automatically process things back into companies backend systems ERP systems warehouse management systems and give companies better visibility of what's going on in their supply chain. Well, it's truly cutting edge. But you mentioned the the longevity that Axis has in this space, uh, and certainly ways of applying technology and the management of assets has been around a while. But truly, we're breaking new ground as technology continues to advance uh, rapidly. And but you've been involved in this uh, industry for for some time. How? Give me a little sense of your professional background. How did you get started uh, working and developing this expertise uh, in something that is, is so modern and futuristic? Uh, in the supply chain. Yeah, it, Tim, it's been an interesting journey. You know, I actually started my my career um, as a developer um, in the IBM mid-range world. So AS400, System 36, System 38, and, you know, I'm afraid to say the System 34. So it's, you know, not to date myself here. Uh, but, you know, uh, the company prior to Axis, which Axis actually um, came from, uh, was a big partner with IBM. Uh, and the founder of that organization had a division which was really focused on cutting edge manufacturing technology 
uh, and barcode was cutting edge back when we started. Um, so, you know, I've been on this journey of integrating, uh, you know, the intersection of, of technology and, and shop floor data collection technology and, um, you know, and being able to make as product moves, you know, make that feed back into ERP systems for almost my entire career. Um, so, and, you know, now it's, it's really interesting because we do see the explosion of all this new technology, you know, being brought forth um, you know, to help in traceability and other things. Uh, so, you know, all of that experience around uh, how do you integrate systems like ours um, into business systems, uh, you know, so it becomes a seamless interchange of information and, you know, they, they really complement one another, um, you know, has has been what I've been working for, you know, for the past, scary to say, you know, um, 30 years or so. <laughs> well, it's great. You're certainly leaving your mark, uh, and I know there's more room uh, to go as well. Uh, recently, Axis was acquired by Interest Vision Group. Uh, very exciting because it, regarding that growth, now all of a sudden uh, you're expanding. You're, you've got uh, tremendously much more capabilities uh, within the, the broader company. It's an international uh, company. Uh, you know, what, what's your take on the, the, the new partnership, I guess, and looking at broadening the resources? Resources, uh, to support uh, Access's work. Yeah, so we're we're really excited about uh, about working, you know, as part of the Antares Vision Group. And you know, if you look at Antares Vision Group and the group of companies that that are that are part of that family, uh, it really is the only company that can take information, very granular information from the shop floor, run that all the way through, you know, up into ERP. Uh, you know, again utilizing multiple technologies um, and also provide an overlay for supply chain traceability across the greater supply chain, all under the Antares Vision Group banner. Uh, so we're very excited to be a part of that group. Um, you know, we instantly, um, you know, broaden our reach, uh, you know, and, and we've always had global customers, but now we have, you know, a, a footprint in many different countries uh, and, you know, obviously being part of a publicly traded organization on the Italian stock exchange is at a, you know, a, an exciting achievement for access. Um, and we're happy to be a part of that group. Oh, definitely. So much to, to learn and, and leverage from resources uh, with this uh, transformation that, that's taking place. And when we look at, you know, what the uh, industry, in this case, the reusable packaging uh, systems of transporting goods in the supply chain, uh, there really is a fast movement in developing or transitioning from an analog system of, of record keeping and identifying of, of goods to this digital supply chain. Yet the uh, firm KPMG recently conducted a survey that said that only about 13% indicated that having complete visibility of the end-to-end -end supply chain. So we've got significant uh, room uh, in terms of this transformation. And Access is well-positioned to be able to support that. And what, what's your perspective on, on going to a, a digital a supply chain and really the broader industry trends uh, in getting there? Yeah, Tim, I think that's a, it's a great question. Uh, and I think we're at a point now where the technology has matured enough, uh, you know, and, you know, I'll just put RFID out as an example um, of, you know, a, a technology that, that in the past, uh, you know, needed to mature a little bit more in order to get to a reliable state. And we're there now. And what the way that we look at it and the way that I think companies need to look at it is, 
when you are utilizing, you know, a returnable transport item to move your product, not only do you want to track that, but you also want to use it as a proxy for the product that is in that reusable transport item. And if you can tie that context data together with the returnable transport item, with the business event that makes up, you know, either that product or that shipment or that customer order, tie all of that together um, and use that as a tracking vehicle, it will give you very good granularity as to what's moving through your supply chain. And the side benefit of that uh, is because now we're tracking our returnable transport items, we can also understand if they're getting lost or if they're getting damaged or if there's other challenges with those RTIs, the ability for us to pinpoint where those challenges are becomes much easier with the tracking system. And if you've gone and added the context data of what's in those items, I now have much better traceability of my products across the supply chain as well. And I think the way that we like to approach it is let's understand your processes. Let's look at the different ways that you ship product. Um, let's pick where there are significant challenges for the organization, put the technology in place, solve those challenges, and then broaden it out versus trying to implement, you know, a giant system all at once, uh, you know, where it's going to be challenging to be successful. So if we look at it in this stepwise fashion, you really get um, value throughout the entire process, and it's much easier to roll it out into different areas. I'm glad you made that d distinction. Uh, we often uh, look at uh, tracking of in our industry of reusable packaging assets is asset management related to that packaging product. So managing the packaging inventory, but this opens up, uh, whether mentioned proxy or serving as a vehicle for also managing the inventory of goods uh, that you're being distributed. And then with that technology, uh, really uh, understand the, the flow and, and the uh, requirements uh, from a supply demand standpoint, but even things like monitoring exposures to temperatures, uh, to outside elements that could impact the integrity of the of the inside goods like uh, perishable commodities. That's pretty powerful when you can tie the, the two together and not only uh, make sure that you're keeping your pallets and your bends uh, in circulation and continuous use, but then also making sure that the products inside uh, are effectively getting where they need to go in a timely manner and, of course, at the quality in which it is. So that is kind of a dual uh, role that even at our organization, myself included, uh, really looking at the, the, the ability to use the tracking and tracing capabilities, not just for the asset, but for the goods, uh, becomes a very powerful uh, objective for sure. Yeah, agreed. And, and when you look at, you know, the different regulations and, and different government mandates around the industry, you know, whether it's FISMA, whether it's the DSCSA for pharmaceutical, whether it's some of the European regulations, you know, all of those regulations really require you to track product. Uh, and, you know, when you start to think about how do I get value out of being compliant with, you know, a, a regulation, the ability to, to look at an ROI around tracking things like returnable assets and looking at compliance, um, you know, in other areas, uh, you know, you can really start to tie those two together. So, you know, it's a win for both the organization and it keeps you compliant with new regulations that are coming down from different government entities. Well, let's look at the access uh, solution here, uh, because it's one thing to be able to transmit data, collect data, uh, such as identification or location of where an asset is. 
But it's another thing to uh, translate it into meaningful information or actionable uh, data for decision making. But that's what that's what you do in terms of bringing the the data into the the, the cloud based solution. But then working with ERPs and other systems that the customer has to be able to interpret it uh, for the knowledge base, uh, and that of course ultimately becomes the power. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, that access uh, solution and how it brings data in but then ultimately filters it uh, for decision-making. Yeah, and I think that's a, it's a very important point, Tim. When you, when you look at the challenges of, uh, of getting large volumes of data, uh, which you do get once you start to track returnable assets at a, at a, you know, a more granular level than you're tracking product today, uh, one of the challenges that you need to overcome is what do I do with all this information uh, and how do I display this information and, and how do I make sure that people are paying attention to when something needs remediation or there's, there's an issue that needs to be looked at? So we do a lot of work in our KPI and dashboarding capabilities of the solution and mining through all that information and then combining it with data from ERP so that when you do have to take an action because of an adverse supply chain event or uh, you know, some other incident within the supply chain, we can not only display the asset information, but we can also display the business information that allows you to remediate that quickly. Uh, and, you know, what I like to get away from, you know, kind of is this concept of what I call swivel chair analytics, which is you look at one screen and you see something and then you need to turn to another screen to fix something. And what we want to do and, and really strive to do is put all of that in, in one window uh, that a, you know, a, a person can look at and also take action from. Uh, so I think that's key that not only is it a visibility solution, but it's also gives you execution capabilities so that you can um, start the remediation of, you know, issues that may crop up within your supply chain. Great way to deploy artificial intelligence, uh, right? You can't go uh, to any type of earnings report from a technology company without mentioning AI a dozen times. So maybe we'll put it on the table here. <laughs> this is an AI solution uh, as far as continuing uh, improvement uh, within your operations using the access system. Yeah, and I think that's a stepwise approach, right? So you know, certainly we we have uh, you know we have our our analytics capability built into the solution, which leads you to machine learning, you know, so that you can look for patterns and and you can look for those types of things. And then ultimately, when the data set supports it, bringing that concept of AI in and being able to automatically remediate things is absolutely where you want to go. And and when you start to sit back and think about it, in order to do any sort of machine learning and AI the data set needs to be rich enough that you can rely on it and you can spot those patterns. And the only way to get there is to have, you know, high fidelity granular data that you can rely upon in order to support those decisions that you're making. Well, it's great. And one thing that, that uh, we can talk about it, but then, you know, how does it work in the real world uh, application environment? And this is where you do have that practical experience of deploying uh, the access solution and delivering uh, benefits uh, for your user or customers. I found on your website uh, a, a great case study for a bakery customer that's got uh, facilities all over the country uh, and a lot of different, uh, you know, movements uh, of their trays and their baking uh, products. And the access solution was able to uh, support uh, their, their trays and the maintenance uh, of their, uh, their transportation uh, items. 
to provide tremendous uh, savings. Uh, uh, I'm looking at a uh, 33% reduction in overall cost in managing those assets, uh, savings in terms of being able to uh, deploy those assets more effectively through their operations, reducing loss from waste uh, and shrink uh, that lowers their capital spend uh, to replenish those on an annual basis. There, there's a lot there. There's a lot of uh, really potent and promising uh, deliverables uh, that the access uh, solution was able to provide for this particular bakery customer. Yeah, and and you know, Tim, it's interesting because if you look cross industry, uh, you know, because we work at we, we do work with a number of different industries, and the statistics that you just talked about, you know, a loss of somewhere between twenty and thirty percent of returnable assets on an annual basis. Um, you know, not having assets distributed correctly across, uh, you know, your your supply chain so that you can optimize the use of them and you don't have too many or too few. That is common across almost every customer that we talk to. Um, and those savings that you can look at uh, and the the balancing of returnable assets across your network and, and things of that nature you can only do that when you have visibility of where things are and and how long they've been there and what dwell time is and you know what points within the supply chain are are more problematic than others uh, so you know regardless of what your industry is if you take a look at your assets um, that you're using on the returnable side you're going to find very similar you know situations and and by putting this lens on those assets uh, there's significant savings um, from a cost perspective, so from an operational cost perspective, but also from an efficiency perspective, because honestly, you don't want to be moving empty assets around because you don't have them in the right place at the right time. And, you know, we've seen issues with customers where production is affected or customer deliveries are affected or the way they interact with customers are affected because they ha don't have things balanced right, even though the overall pool of assets that they have may be the right number. And those are really the first areas of benefits uh, when you're talking about being able to keep your assets at work as intended, being able to drive more efficiencies, lower costs, certainly from capital, from, an, from a cost of goods standpoint, uh, working with your customers. But there's a lot of hidden values associated with being able to trace your, your RTIs or reasonable transport packaging products, certainly when it gets to the scale. We've touched on a few of those. Certainly, it's it's hidden as far as the discussions of what you can do for your goods inventory in those uh, you know, packaging products. But the, these hidden costs are, you know, they're, they're basically discovered as you're integrating and you're scaling and you're optimizing. And we see this all over the place. Sometimes it's very difficult at the very beginning of a business case analysis to be able to say, well, here's what's going to happen. A lot of this is discovered as you're looking at specific operations or supply chains and discovering that, hey, uh, wow, I didn't know this, this could happen. Or maybe if we change this, uh, this leads to other benefits and cost savings. Do you, do you find that a lot working with your customers that, you know, you've got this business case set up, and then you deploy it. And it's like, okay, yeah, we can also do this, this, and this. And this is pretty exciting. Uh, what What's your take as far as uh, observing in the real world, these, these uh, being able to deliver on these hidden uh, value propositions? Yeah, it's a it's an excellent point. Uh, you know, I, I could point to a couple of different you know examples where you know we were we were at one uh, customer and and we were touring the facility uh, and you know we were talking about how they're going to manage their asset pool and you know I looked up at the racking in the warehouse and there was all these assets these returnable assets stored on the top level of the racking and I asked the you know the our tour guide how long those have been there. 
uh, and he couldn't remember the last time that they had actually moved, yet they had an off-site storage for a product that they were paying for, where potentially if they had their assets balanced properly, all of that storage that they were using for assets that they actually weren't using could have eliminated the cost of that offsite storage, just as an example, right? So that was a hidden benefit, hidden cost that nobody really thought about. You know, and then we, we had an example of a, a customer who has very sophisticated assets uh, that have, a, you have a, a maintenance schedule and an inspection schedule, and they use a third party to do the maintenance and inspection for them. And what they weren't tracking as a part of their day-to-day processing was the actual turnaround time that that maintenance provider gave to them. And what it turns out was that they had a whole series of assets that were actually going to be out of compliance because the maintenance provider typically took longer than expected to turn those assets around. So what you had was a number of assets that weren't usable because just through operational knowledge, the operators say, well, I know I can't ship this unit to this customer because it's going to come out of maintenance before I can get it turned. So by changing the way that they did maintenance and working more closely with their provider, they were actually able to lower the number of assets in their fleet because they were maintained on a more proactive basis. So it's those types of things that you can pick up only by understanding the real movement of how the assets go through not only the supply chain, but in this case, the maintenance and inspection process as well. But adding those up becomes a very powerful message. And sometimes you don't have that insight going into the project, hence the the hidden uh, value associated uh, with it. Uh, And that's really when you can turn what could be perceived as soft costs or difficult to quantify. Now, all of a sudden, the real hard cost savings uh, that you can not only quantify, uh, but then build on. Correct. Uh, and, and manage your other facilities or other businesses. And that scale then allows for that innovation uh, to take place, uh, truly. So that, that's one thing that uh, with reusable packaging, whether it is from uh, tracking technologies or product performance or unitization and a load or ergonomic handling, once you get going, it raises so many great ideas uh, about how the use could even further performance and lead to other benefits that weren't necessarily perceived. I comment that, you know, reusable packaging is not finished uh, upon its launch. It's actually just getting started uh, because there's just so many ways that that you can optimize. And here, from a technology standpoint, you you cited a few examples from from cost just discovering uh, as a part of having that knowledge is power scenario of of understanding and having visibility in your supply chain. Uh, Well, John, you're you're a technologist. Uh, You know, I've I've said that we're kind of in this infancy uh, of where technology is today, even though it's been around for a while, but the capabilities are really a turning point. Uh, and of course, we, we know the, the supply chain's uh, ready for it. There's a lot of discussion about having those digital capabilities uh, for that complete uh, visibility and creating resiliency in sourcing and, and uh, product. Uh, uh, where, where do you see it? Uh, am I right in that? Is that? Do you see this as kind of this really now steep curve ahead of us as far as the opportunities for technology deployed in supply chains? Yeah, I, I really think that even what we've seen in the past couple of years with the the, the growth of industrial IoT uh, is you know going to significantly impact in a good way the ability to track these assets not only internally but out in the field as well. Uh, you know, and I think that the key to all of that and being able to leverage that growth in technology is making sure that your solution, whatever you plug in 
has the flexibility to adopt those new technologies as they come online, right? Because you're going to see this change going through, and we started to see it already, right? Just the change between barcoding to RFID to, you know, low energy Bluetooth to other technologies as they come online. And to make it really a cohesive solution, you need to be able to take advantage of all of those because there's also going to be this ability of stakeholders in the supply chain they're going to have different types of technology they can deal with as well. So this concept of being able to have this multimodal approach to how you manage your assets, I think is key to the success of any program that you put in. Now, that's a great way and maybe to finish the, the conversation. Uh, there's certainly, it's ongoing uh, and definitely look forward to continuing on with you. Uh, you I've seen you in action on stage at live events. It's a can't miss uh, session. Uh, so if anybody sees John Apollo uh, on stage uh, at any conference, uh, definitely uh, uh, put an asterisk and go see you. Uh, you're a wonderful spokesperson and representative and, uh, and uh, it's fantastic to, to listen and, and learn from you about where tech technology is and the access to solution uh, for uh, tracing assets and then uncovering those uh, hidden values uh, associated with the benefits. So thanks so much for spending a little time here and introducing uh, the company and your thoughts uh, behind uh, your tremendous potential ahead for uh, tech-enabled, uh, smart, connected, reusable packaging products. Well, Tim, I appreciate you having me on and uh, look forward to our next discussion. Thanks, Sean. Take care now.